0: Have you ever wanted to dig deeper into why women are being paid less, but haven't had the time? Don't worry. I've done that for you in this episode. Are you tired of the traditional money advice? Me too. Bienvenida. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast. Join me each week for down to earth money conversations that will leave you with more confidence and inspiration to help you take control of your money. And you will probably learn some Spanish along the way too. Lista? You ready? Empecemos with. Let's get started. Hola, como estas? Hey there, how's it going? This is Jen Hempel, your host, and I am grateful you chose this podcast. June marks four years of Her Money Matters. When I started, my mission was to make money simple for you, to share other women's stories so you knew you weren't alone in this journey. And it has grown to now to make sure that you are ultra confident in your financial life. Why? Because we are still in general making less. And I strongly feel that the more we know and understand about our finances, the more confident we become, which then leads to be strong and effective advocates for ourselves and our money, which of course can lead to making more money because we are negotiating better. What you will learn in this episode, I'm going to share with you some of the stats that caught my attention that you normally don't hear about. I'm going to also share with you four reasons we make less that can't be ignored, as well as my simple formula that can lead us women to making more money. For today's shout out or La Mención Semanal, I want to recognize Shannon, Jojo, and Savannah for their recent contributions in our community. Sometimes life gets busy. Sometimes we hit these blocks or these challenges that maybe we don't want to talk about. But recently, Shannon, Jojo, and Savannah have definitely made some comments, some questions, uh cheered other people on that definitely have been acknowledged. So thank you. So let's go ahead and get on to today's content. So here are some of the stats that caught my attention that you normally don't hear about. And in today's show notes, I will be linking these sources. So if you want to read more into this, I will make sure to link these sources. So the grabbing stat number one is that the gender wage gap we hear about is misleading. So a place called Glassdoor looked at pay information shared by the site's users, including over 500,000 full-time salaries. And it found that 54% of the gender wage gap connected to the differences in jobs and industries. So meaning if it's a job or a career that is more male-dominated, then therefore that gender, that's where that gender pay gap was basically prominent, okay? And experience and education drive a smaller portion of that gap. Other research from Francine Blau at Cornell University also supported this where they found that the majority of the pay difference can be explained by differences in occupations and jobs. It was also looked at if the pay gap would disappear once you take into account differences between the men and women's level of education, experience, occupation, job title, and location. And when they looked into it, the gap shrinks a lot, but it doesn't go away. So once, when you adjust for those things, women actually make 946 percent cents to every male dollar. Of course, this is in general, and it's not broken down into different ethnicities. So I thought that was really interesting, and I wanted to make sure that you were aware of, and you probably thought of this, because I've thought of it before, but we get so bogged down into the news. Oh, the gender wage gap is, is big, you know, all that good stuff. But what we can learn from this is that we need more women in these male-dominated jobs and in industries. And that is happening, right? But it's happening little by little. This doesn't happen all at once. So that was stat number one. Stat number two that was grabbing to me was that not sharing our salaries can hurt our negotiation efforts. So if you are going for an interview and they ask you, what did you make at your previous job? Which is can be typical, right? For a candidate, But sometimes what did they have found uh, in a study was that it disproportionately hurts women. So in PayScale survey of over 15,000 full-time workers, about half of the participants said they had been asked this question, while men who refused to disclose what they earned were rewarded with 1.2% higher salaries, notice that they refused to disclose it, women who did the same suffered, which I find interesting. Women who didn't disclose their salaries saw a one point eight percent decrease in their final offers compared to men. So research has over time proven time and time again that disclosing your salary particularly hurts women in minorities. So I find that interesting, so there could be a different different reasons for this. Uh, it could be that uh, we're perceived as Demanding and, and what, what are we usually, right? Like in general, in the stereotype, we are more, I don't want to say conceding. That's not the right word, but more kind of not wanting to, uh, riff any feathers, right? So when we stand up for ourselves, it could be, well, she's needy or she's high maintenance, right? So it could be those type of things, right? And there was another study done in 2006 by Babcock that they did with a, with a couple people that explained why women are less likely to negotiate their salaries. And this is why, because when they do, they are penalized, right? So they, in their study, they found that women who negotiated faced a penalty of 5.5 times that faced that, you know, in comparison to So I find that interesting. And that's kind of disheartening because it's like you want to negotiate, right? (laughs) Because you want to advocate for yourself. But if you do, it can hurt you. So I think what we can learn from this, it is a tough one. But I think in this instance, I think it's an instance per, you know, it's an individual basis where you need to trust your gut here. You know, kind of see the tone in your environment, in your job, uh, especially with women that have gone up for promotion or that have maybe negotiated their salaries. Maybe talk to women who have done so and kind of get a feel for what happened, right? So you want to trust your gut here because of course, I don't want you to hurt your chances, but I do want to make sure that if you're able to negotiate and make more money, absolutely, by by all means. But it is definitely a hard one based on the research done. So you just have to trust your gut here, uh, do your due diligence within your job environment, talk to other women who have tried or have negotiated a better salary and see how they went and see what their feedback is. Grabbing stat number three was that when we negotiate, we... T- tend to ask for less than men. Or maybe we, maybe do we not know what we're worth? I think that we do, but we're just afraid to express it. And maybe it's because maybe a past experience with negotiation from what we just talked about that w- we were penalized for asking for money. What's interesting, of course, is that men are four times more likely than women to ask for a raise. And when women do ask, they typically request less than men, okay? And even though that gap is closing somewhat among younger women, go millennials, who are more likely to ask for raises and are more likely to be the family's primary breadwinner. See, things are shifting. Women are still far from the parity when it comes to negotiating pay. So why don't we? Is it because we don't know what we're worth? Maybe, but I think that we do. We just don't, we know what we're capable of, but we don't value it as much as we should. In general, that may not be you, (laughs) right? But in general, and maybe it's because we're perceived as bossy, uncompromising, or difficult, right? Going back to that earlier stat that negotiating or not negotiating can hurt us, right? I think as far as what we can learn from this is that we need to rally and encourage each other. We need to share what has worked with us in negotiating. We need to be examples to our sisters so they can know what to ask for. So I hope a breakdown of those stats was uh, helpful for you. And I found them very interesting. I hope that you found them interesting. Again, I'm going to be linking before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. the resources in the show notes. If you just want to dig deeper and nerd out and read everything, by all means, go for it. So I also want to share with you some four reasons that I think we make less that can't be ignored. So for one, We are nurturers and naturally we just want to help. Like no questions asked, right? We want to help with no ask in return. Like that's how our our nature is. We're nurturers. So our thoughts are first and foremost helping, right? So that's one reason is that we just tend to want to help, right? I know for me, like there's uh, things that I just want to help, but I don't ask for anything in return. Obviously in business is different. But I do find myself, okay, this could have been an opportunity to make money, but I didn't. I just wanted to help, right? And also another part, second reason is that we tend to ignore uh, when looking at the gender wage gap that as women, we also take a break from our careers to take care of our children or to take care of our aging parents. So that's a part of why we are making less overall. Right? Because we just take that break. Cause again, we're nurturers. We prioritize our family, uh, first and foremost. So we just take a break. And so when we take a break from our careers, we're not making money, right? Even though things are shifting where, uh, some women aren't taking a break and then their husbands or partners are staying at home, taking care of the kids. So some things are shifting or the woman is taking a break from the career, the traditional nine to five job, but uh, starting a, a stay-at-home business, right? So things are shifting, but that's something that can't be ignored. And our, the third reason is that our priorities and interests are different, just naturally, which may lead to a career that is not one of the higher paid ones, right? So if you look at the different career fields that are paid well, like, I don't know, engineering, or is engineering still paid well? Or things with computers. Yeah, there's some women in uh, there, but where we, where our interests are, again, this is in general. Uh, we are, since we're nurturers, we like to teach. I mean, you look at the teachers, like a huge number of teachers are women, right? But then you look at the administrative world, that's, of course, that's been changing. Maybe there's more men there. So it's just our priorities are, and interests are different, which may lead to a job that doesn't pay as highly as maybe some of the jobs that men take on. So it's just that difference in the career and in the industry. A fourth reason is that we don't riffle the feathers, where when something's put on the negotiation table, we are too humble about our skills. We don't own it. We may be proud of our skills, but we just become humble and we're like, okay, that's fine. We're just happy to get maybe something more. Right? Or if there's a skill that we don't have, we instantly don't claim it versus being confident where we that we can do it. A man would definitely claim a skill that even if he doesn't know how to do X, but he'll figure it out. So we definitely to need to move in that direction. Uh one to own our talents, to own our skills and We shouldn't be afraid to quote-unquote ruffle feathers. It's about standing up for ourselves, right? It's not about ruffling other people's feathers. The person that is able to best take care of yourself is you, not your employer, not the person that's at the negotiation table. They are working in the best interests of the company, right? You got to advocate for yourself and stand up for yourself because you're the one that's going to be best taking care of you. And if there's, when you're going for a job or a different job, and there's a skill on there that you say, well, I don't know how to do this. Look it, look it up, learn, and just be confident that you can do it. So those are my four reasons that I feel cannot be ignored as to why we make less. Now, my formula that, or my simple formula, I should say, that can lead you uh, towards making more money. So When we enhance our money confidence by getting clarity of our finances. So basically, the formula is money confidence plus clarity with, so this is a parentheses, clarity of finances, what you want and what it takes, plus being a strong and effective negotiator equals making more money. So let's break that down. In enhancing your money confidence, you are getting clarity of your finances. Notice that I talk about clarity because clarity is a driving force for everything else. If you have clarity of what is going on with your finances, you know exactly where you stand. If you have clarity on what you want, then it becomes easier on what it takes to get there, right? So clarity on what you want in terms of details, not just in general. I want to be debt-free, or I want to uh, save this amount of money. No, I'm talking about detail clarity. Clarity is has a lot of detail. So once you have that massive clarity on those three things, so meaning your finances, what you want, and what it takes, what it's going to take to get out of debt, what it's going to take to save what you want to save uh, or retire comfortably. Once you have this uh clarity, then your money confidence is boosted to new levels, okay? This in turn will drive you to be a strong and effective negotiator that will lead to making more money because you have all the clarity you need. So basically, just my simple formula, again, is actually clarity first, right? So the, you need the clarity of three things, finances plus what exactly do you want? Not just getting out of debt, <laughs> right? But really detail as to how much the debt is and why you want it, as well as what it takes. So you need clarity of your finances, what you want, and what it takes. Then you once you do that, you can become a better negotiator. Because because if you know you have clarity on your finances, you know what you want, and what it takes, you're going to know, okay, you know what? I need X amount of money an extra amount of money every single month, which can lead you to uh, know, okay, I'm going to negotiate my salary, but you need clarity as to by how much. So a factor is what you need at home. Another factor is what you deserve at your job, those type of things. So clarity on those three things, finances, what you want, what it takes, that leads you to become an effective, a stronger negotiator, and which also you add on money confidence that can lead you to making um, more money. So I hope that makes sense. If it doesn't, if it's not clear, speaking of clarity, let me know in our community. Phew, okay, so that was a lot. I want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on this matters? Let us know your experience. Maybe you've had some certain experience in negotiating, maybe something that you learned, something that's worked for you let us know in our community on Facebook. Let us know your thoughts on this matter. And I can't wait to hear from you. If you are needing a boost in your money confidence or help in gaining clarity on your finances, I encourage you to check out the Her Money Matters Academy over at hermoneymattersacademy.com where you will find free and paid resources available to you. There is even some bonus free resources that you can get access to when you complete certain things uh, as you go through the resources. So, And setting up your account is free. Now, if you have a copy of the My Daily Money Ritual, you already have a taste of this um, for the Her Money Matters Academy. But FYI, I want you to know I have added more goodies in there. So be sure to check that out. In the next episode, we talk to Patrice Washington, who shares with us how she got it all, how she lost it all, and how she came back even stronger. That is a wrap for today. I thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this show. You can check out the show notes and all the resources over at jenhempill.com forward slash 166. Again, all the resources are found in the show notes. Also, don't forget, if you love this episode, I would greatly appreciate if you share it with a friend, a stranger, your colleague, your family member, because you never really know what is going on in a person's financial life just because we don't declare it to the world. So just the sole fact of sharing this episode of this podcast could potentially make an impact. It could potentially give them that push and motivation and inspiration to keep going. So I appreciate you listening. And remember that we release new episodes every first and third Thursday of the month. Talk to you soon. Ciao.